From time to time, I'm asked about different minhagim of Chabad. One such custom is the custom of Chabad to not decorate the sukkah. I'm Shaul Wordheimer, and this is the Letters for Our Time podcast, where I share with you teachings from the Lubavitcher Rebbe from Igris Koydesh, his published correspondence. And today I have a letter about exactly this topic. The Gemara in Masech de Shabbos, Daf Kuflamid Gimelamid Beis, quotes the Pasuk, Ze Keili Vianvehu, this is my God and I will glorify him. And the Gemara explains that what does this mean, Vianvehu? So the Gemara reads that as, Hisna'e, to beautify yourself. Hisna'e lefan of b'mitzvahis, beautify yourself before him in mitzvahis. The Gemara gives numerous examples. Ase lafon of sukkah noe, make a beautiful sukkah before him. Velulav noe, a beautiful lulav. Veshoifer noe, tzitzis noe, sefer teira noe, a beautiful shoifar and tzitzis and beautiful sefer teira and so on. Also, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch codify this as law. We'll get to that a little bit later. There is an obligation to beautify yourself with mitzvahs, to enhance the beauty of mitzvahs, not to do mitzvahs at the bare minimum, but to make them nicer. One area that would apply is in the mitzvah of sukkah, as the Gemara discusses the concept of noi sukkah, beautifications, uh, decorations, as we call them, for the sukkah. So the question becomes that if the Gemara teaches us that the Pasuk Zekeli Vianveu means we have to beautify, our, beautify yourself before him in mitzvos, and decorating the sukkah would be a beautification, would be a fulfillment of Hidur mitzvah, beautifying. Why does Chabad not decorate the sukkah? In an English letter dated 7 Cheshvan 5715, that is 19. 54. The Rebbe writes as follows, and I'll just read it, I'll go through it, and I will add a little bit of clarifications from a Simchas Torah Fabrengen in 1969, where the Rebbe spoke at length about the topic of our custom of not decorating the sukkah. So the Rebbe writes, Shalom Uvracha. So-and-so conveyed to me your question as to why it is not the, not the custom of Chabad Chassidim to decorate the sukkah, as well as to sleep in the sukkah. We're not going to discuss sleeping in the sukkah today, perhaps another time. This question, the letter continues, calls for a lengthier explanation than this letter would permit. And indeed, as mentioned, the Rebbe did discuss at great length both of these topics, uh, sleeping in the sukkah at a sukkah's fabring in 1969, followed Simchas of that same year with decorating the sukkah. The letter continues, however, I trust the following points may suffice. And the Rebbe is going to address four points concerning why we don't decorate the sukkah. The first point. Generally, a mitzvah must be observed on its divine authority with Kabbalah's ol, and not on rational grounds. That is, for any reason or explanation which we may find in it. An exception, to some extent, is the case where the significance of the mitzvah is indicated in the Torah. 
and our sages have connected its fulfillment with it. At any rate, only a qualified person can interpret it more fully. That's the first point, and it does not seem to directly address the issue of decorating in the sukkah. It's a more general concept of our approach to mitzvahs, and that is that it's not based on my logic or understanding. Second point, we have a rule that a mitzvah should be performed to the best of one's ability. And as the, Ram, and as the Rambam explains at the end of Hilchois Isurei HaMizbeach. So let's just take a break from the letter for a moment to take a look at this halacha that the Rebbe is referring to. It's in chapter 7, halacha 11 of Hilchois Isurei HaMizbeach. And it says as follows. A person should bring a korban, a sacrifice, from the most choicest uh, items they have, the nicest uh, possessions. The Rambam continues that the same thing applies for anything that is given for the sake of the Almighty who is good it should be of the most attractive and highest quality. The Rambam gives a few examples. If a person builds a shul, it should be more attractive than his own home. If he feeds a hungry person, he should feed him from the best and most tasty foods of his table. If he clothes one who is naked, he should clothe him with his attractive garments. If he consecrates something, to the base Hamikdash, that is, he should consecrate the best of his possessions, as the pasuk says. The Rambam concludes, "Call Chelev Lashem." All of the superior quality should be given to Hashem. And the Rebbe does not mention it in the letter, but in the Shulchan Aruch, Hilchos Tzedakah, Simen Reish Memches, at the end, the Mechaber directly quotes this Rambam. So we have both the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch ruling that it's an obligation to perform a mitzvah to the best of one's ability. Back to the letter. This obligation of performing a mitzvah to the best of one's ability applies especially to the object of the mitzvah itself. And those words are underlined, the object of the mitzvah itself. For example, a talis should be the best one can afford, an offering should be the most generous, etc. What I think the Rebbe is saying here is that the concept of hidur mitzvah, beautifying a mitzvah, should take place in the actual item itself, but not something additional. As he writes, this applies especially to the object of the mitzvah itself. For example, a talus should be the best one can afford. Perhaps in a sukkah, and the Rebbe does not say this in the letter, this is my own understanding, Perhaps we would then say, according to this, that hidur, beautifying a sukkah, would mean that we don't suffice by building a sukkah with merely two walls and a tefach, as halacha says, two and a half walls, so to speak, but rather we build with four walls, and not walls that move or flap in the wind, but solid walls, with enough schach to make sure that we have the proper covering and so forth. So the hidur mitzvah, perhaps, would take place in making sure that we've built the sukkah to the highest halachic standards. Third point. Unlike the schach and walls of the sukkah, 
Decorations are not an essential part of the sukkah, but an external adornment which adds to the enjoyment of the person sitting in the sukkah. They are, as the name clearly indicates, supplementary objects which decorate and beautify the external appearance of the sukkah. Again, the hidr, the beautification, should take place in something that is actually part of the mitzvah, or as it says in the, the letter here, an essential part of the sukkah. Fourth point. The attitude of Chabad Hasidim in this connection as taught by generations of Chabad leaders and teachers, is that the sukkah is to imbue us with certain essential lessons, which are explained in Hasidic literature and the, Talm- and the Talmudic literature in general. It is expected of Chabad Hasidim that they should be impressed by the essential character of the sukkah without recourse to, quote, artificial makeup that the frail covering of the sukkah and its bare walls, not adorned by external ornaments, rugs, or hangings, should more forcibly and directly impress upon the Jew the lessons it is meant to convey. And that is the conclusion of the part of the letter about the decorations. So I'd like to add some uh, some explanation to this letter, especially the last point, but really the whole letter, based on, as I mentioned, the Fabrengen from Simchas Teira Tafshin Lamid, that is 1969. So th- this is these are my in my words uh, a synopsis of some of the main ideas in the Sicha, but you definitely, uh, if this interests you, you may want to look at the original. So it's true that according to Halacha, as it says in Shulchan Aruch Simen Tafresh Chov Zayin. The decorations of a sukkah are bottle to the sukkah. That is, they're considered like part of the sukkah. That's why you can sit under decorations and they're not considered a chatzitza. They're not considered uh, some type of barrier between you and the schach of the sukkah. Nevertheless, even though halachically the decorations are bottle, as if they're part of the sukkah, nevertheless, they are additive. They are supplemental. Okay, but what's so wrong about adding something to beautify a mitzvah? What's the big deal if you have something that's additive or supplemental to the sukkah? So the Gemara in Masech the Sukkah, Daftes Amad Aleph, says, Keshem shechol shem shamayim ala chagiga, kach kol chal shem shamayim al hasukkah. In other words, the sanctity of the sukkah is likened to the holiness of the carbon chagiga, the chagiga, the holiday offering, when the base hamikdash stood. With that in mind, if the sukkah is in a certain way as holy as the carbon chagiga itself, why would you possibly want to hang fruit or other decorations from the sukkah? What relevance could they have in light of the incredible kiddush of the sukkah itself? Now, even though, as mentioned, according to halacha, the decorations are bottle to the sukkah, that is, they're considered as if they're not really there, they're like part of the sukkah, but, at the end of the day, they are something that you added to the sukkah itself. The sukkah, of course, is the walls and the schach. The decorations are additive. Since the sukkah on its own is so holy, 
any addition should be out of the question in a person's mindset because the sukkah itself should suffice to inspire. We should not need anything extra. That being said, this raises a big question concerning the Gemara in sukkah daf yud omud aleph that mentions numerous tanoim and amoroim who decorated their sukkah. If it was good enough for them, Shouldn't it be good enough for me? The Rebbe suggests that there's a difference between the time of the Tanoim and Amoroim and our time. In the times of the Tanoim and Amoroim, the decorations were not only bottled halachically, but also emotionally. That is, in their heart, they did not feel that the hanging fruits, rugs, or ornaments actually made the sukkah more beautiful. The sukkah was beautiful as is. In their minds and hearts, the decorations were actually part of the sukkah, such that it was noi sukkah, that is beautifying the sukkah, noi beautiful decorations that were an actual part of the mitzvah, part of the sukkah, not supplemental, not something added. Such conduct is only for someone who is certain that the beauty of the sukkah in their mind will not be enhanced by the decorations. For that would indicate, that is, if the decorations actually enhance the beauty of the sukkah in your mind, then that would indicate that on some level the decorations are not entirely bottled. So even though, al-pi halacha, according to halacha, there is reason to decorate the sukkah, but it's not an actual requirement. And for the reasons discussed in this letter, and that I added a little bit uh, briefly from this Simchas Teirah Fabreng in 1969, Chabad practice is to refrain. I'm Shaul Wordheimer, Chabad of Queens College, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Letters for Our Time podcast. Agudiontif un agutior.